0: on Lincoln Live today, time with Lincoln Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Steve Joel. Uh, the 2020 remote learning program is on the LPS website. Deadline coming up in mid-February. Why don't you talk about the development of that one-year-only remote learning program?
1: Well, you know, we, we're going to be running into some uh, treacherous budgetary challenges, and, you know, there was no way we were going to be able to do a dedicated remote school Uh, It's got a price tag right now between three and four million dollars, unless we knew we were going to be getting stimulus funds. So as soon as we had some verification that stimulus dollars would be coming to us and they have to be used for this kind of a program, um, we thought, you know, we can do it on a one year basis Um, as we've been monitoring the, uh, the challenges right now with regard to vaccine distribution it's really pretty clear that we're not going to be out of the pandemic by the time school starts next year so um we just sat down as a team and we said let's look at the pros and the cons and it isn't going to be easy it's going to be a scheduling uh, a nightmare in so many ways for hr it's going to be one year only and you know it's going to be one of those things where we decided originally based on teacher recommendation that we're, we're going to go um uh trigger grades three through twelve and then, um then we heard from some other teachers that said, "Nope, don't forget the k twos and some parents, so we're going to just go k twelve and we're going to do the uh, we're going to do the best we can with it right and we're going to be asking for teacher volunteers that have an interest in you know continuing this I've got a couple of meetings scheduled with some teacher groups because we really want to know what's the best way to do this right and we can, and one thing I want our families to understand is if you choose for remote, we're asking you to commit to an entire semester. We can't do the in and out that, uh, you know, teachers have basically said almost unmanageable. And we, we need you to know that we're not going to be able to offer everything in a remote environment that you can get in an in-person environment. So if you think about advanced placement courses, some of the more specialized courses, those are not going to be part of the remote suite. Um, you know, parents are, and students are going to have to come into school for that. So it isn't going to be perfect. I realize that a lot of people are pretty excited about it, but you know, it's not really where, where we think, um, go uh, long-term. And of course, that's subject to revision. You know, we'll we'll assess and evaluate as we go forward. But our hope is that we can get all our students back in person. And it's going to take being out of the pandemic for that to occur.
0: And correct to say at this point in time, there is no plan for LPS to continue remote learning beyond the 21-22 school year?
1: Yeah, that's accurate.
0: You can find out more, parents, at LPS uh, the LPS website, lps.org, And the deadline to register is February 19th. Get onto the website, do your due diligence as a parent, and decide what you want to do. Superintendent of the public schools here in Lincoln, Dr. Steve Joel, LPS, the first school district in the state to join hundreds of others around the country in suing vaping giant Juul. Steve, take me into that decision by the Board of Education.
1: Well, we were made aware of it by our our fantastic uh, legal team that said, hey, this is out there. And, you know, it looks like a lot of the urban districts are getting uh, involved in it. We started looking at our data and, you know, sure enough, we saw an awful lot of vaping citations that were, you know, taking place within our schools and and, and uh, with our administrators and our students so you know we learned more about it and we thought you know the the price of admission is negligible uh, there's a filing fee and then of course it's all you know these kind of suits are all contingency so very little risk to us to get into it and you know it's one of those things where again when if 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 in fact the company was marketing to young people students like ours then it created a workload issue for us right whether that's you know security or you know additional administrative support and teacher time and all those things and we don't i don't have the specifics of exactly you, you know what the uh the data is that we're going to be looking at but we just thought you know that's probably um something that we'd be interested in doing and you know so we are and we'll see where it goes you know and just just so people know too i mean there's an awful lot of litigation with public education on a lot of different topics and um you know this this just happened to be one of them and you know we'll we'll follow the string and see where it leads
0: earlier in the week the city county health department moving the covid risk dial out of the red and into the orange and reducing directed health measures those take effect today what do those changes look like inside lincoln's public schools steve
1: you know it really does not a lot of change for us right we go to orange which i think hopefully gives people a a little bit more comfort Uh, you know we're on the activity side we can increase um, and I I don't know where Kathy Wieskamp and her team are right now with uh, regard to rolling that out but you know we're gonna be able to increase our participation or excuse me our attendance that's gonna be a help Um, I will tell you that we're trying to figure out a way to get more of our high school kids back into our schools Um, we're working closely with dr. Bob Rauner who's on our board public health doctor uh, uh specialist and, and to try to, you know, get him, see see what it's going to take for him to be comfortable with more of our kids coming back in. Um Feeling really badly for the seniors. Dale, of course, you've know, not talked about that. Uh, you know, really want to try to find a way to get our seniors back in for at least part of their, you know, maybe the, the last third or fourth of their senior year. So we're working on a few things. Uh Going orange is good, but, you know, the virus is still alive and well. We're still having cases within our system. And, you know, I'm just not sure that it's going to go away uh, short of, you know, people getting the vaccine and or, you know, acquiring the virus and trying to get to some herd immunity. But I, th- I, I I want to thank our PR folks, uh our employees, our students, our parents and our community, because we've said from day one, if we can drive these numbers down, uh, DHMs are going to be less restrictive and we're going to work to get more of our kids involved in uh, back in school full time.
0: 2021, a year closer to the new high school opening at Northwest 48th and West Holdridge and a year closer to LPS and Bryan College of Health launching the medical science uh, focus program. Introduce that to people.
1: Well, you know, we've been working on this one for a couple of different years. It started with uh, just a casual conversation, Kim Russell and myself, and you know Kim and and then Russ Gronwald and you know have always just said let's make this happen. Uh, the need is there. I mean, we don't need to talk about that. But you know, healthcare, <clears throat> health sciences, excuse me, is uh, one of the fastest growing vocations in the country, and there's a big demand right here in Lincoln, Lancaster County. So uh, when we uh, started on uh, the bond issue, we started working with some of our community partners to say, okay, is there a partnership here? And Brian. Health came forward and said, "Yep, we're in." And can't say enough good things about um, our working relationship with them. Uh, you know, a couple hundred students, perhaps, when it reaches capacity. Uh, but this is going to open up avenues for um, our students that they they don't have access to right now. Not not the least of which is dual credit. Through Prime uh, College, so we're excited about that. Um, that that building is going to open up in 2022, and we're working right now with a couple of different options uh, to the to the South High School, the new Southeast High School. Um, and you, you know, I will tell you, Dale, I'm really proud of the fact that you know, in three or four years, every one of our high schools is going to have an anchor pathway focus and so students that are coming to Lincoln Public Schools are really going to going to have six or seven options not delete and again uh including uh career academy which enrollment there has just remained incredibly stable through the pandemic so really excited about that but you know again we've got a community that wants to partner with educators to to provide uh, engaging curriculum opportunities that that have some career orientation For all of our students and couldn't be more excited about that.
0: And I want to take time to give props to librarians. Every school in Lincoln Public Schools has a certified school librarian. 86% of librarians in the district have a master's degree. How typical is LPS as a district in in setting this high bar and how unusual is it for a school librarian to have such a high skill set?
1: Well, I like to think that, you know, we're, we're, kind of an elite school district when it comes to the commitment we make to library sciences but you know the traditional role of a librarian has changed dramatically right so think about you, you, when you and I went to the library and we were kids everything was a shush zone right and uh, you know librarian kind of stood guard and you know came over and tapped us and said you know be quiet and you know go into the book stacks and you walk into a library right now in Lincoln Public schools and you see just vibrant energy and lots of chatter and you know, the kind of thing that just warms your heart. And we have great librarians. And so, you know, we've made the commitment to, to that. And I give all the credit to Dr. Hafner, who, you know, has just been this, uh, this beacon of creativity when it comes to, you know, extending the capacity of what our media centers are going to be. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm a library rat, right? So I love going to schools, walking in libraries and, you know, seeing what's happening. But we have high qualified, uh, trained people. They're, they're, they're technology they they're a part classroom teacher they you know they're research assistants. I mean it's, it's, a, it's a very diverse role today but it's very it's critical for the work that we're trying to do preparing kids for the 21st century.
0: Steve, could you walk up to a file cabinet and use the Dewey Decimal system if you had to? <laughs> I think so. I couldn't but you know it was a long
1: time ago. I, I was actually a <laughs> library assistant aide when I was like 12 years old. And so the Dewey decimal system uh-huh. and the stacks, and, you know, we'd have to put the books back in order. I mean, it was mm-hmm. what you had to do. And, and do you remember microfiche where you'd, you'd yes. check out, like, the old newspapers and yes. you'd run it through that little microfiche machine? Mm-hmm. And I remember going back and, you know, reading about the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? Because my father used to talk about how good they were, and I was a New York Mets fan. And, and I would read the stories about, you know, the Brooklyn Dodgers and microfiche. And it was kind of like being back there. I thought that was really cool. Look, Look yeah. how we've come since
0: then. I can still smell the cards. I mean, they were just, you could just rifle through these files and files, pull out this long drawer of nothing but thin index cards with with the numbers. Steve, it's always fun catching up with you and uh, highlighting the many accomplishments going on in Lincoln's public schools. Be safe. We'll talk again.
1: Thanks, Dale.